Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to Inside the Firm. I am your main host, the big shabam, big Al Gore. That's my name. I was going to say big uh, Al Gore McCarthy. That's from UFC fighter stuff, if you know that. I'm here with... Small person, small something. Just a guy that just keeps <laughs> hanging around me. I'm like, what are you doing? He's still here. Why are you here? And we got to pay him. I, Lance, everyone. Lance Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome me. Welcome you. If you are Lance and you can't do anything without a computer, I would suggest <laughs> you get a Dell. And you can get a Dell by visiting... Uh, it's dell.com forward slash inside the firm. Bam. Get your Dell there. Get you can Dell get there. discounts. They're having a new a new discount uh, going on right now um, until the, I think it's till the end of the month. Um, if you can also go to inside the firm podcast.com and it will have that deal on there. I just know that they're running a special for you right now. Make that happen. Uh, speaking of working. You're probably still working remotely. A lot of us are. We're going into like the second lockdown. When will the insanity end? Who knows? Keep praying. I don't know. Do what you got to do. Are the logistics of putting together a project daunting when no one is in the same room? Probably. And how are you going to do that? You know, can't just all be Zoom, right? So you have to have some. No, you can't be Zoom in 24. You got to figure it out. So Arcat has a solution for you. Arcat Charette allows you to manage projects and specification documents online with multiple team members while you're maybe on Zoom. Discuss products, configurations, outline specs, project photos, and documents, and more on one page. Along with the ability to access product information, specs, CAD, BIM, and the patented spec wizard from anywhere in the world, Charette can help your firm get more done no matter where you or the rest of your firm is. You can even promote your firm's project when you are done. And just like all of Garcat's solution, it's completely free to use. That's right, Al, F-R-E-E. Spells free. So check it out, artcat.com forward slash projects. That's artcat.com forward slash projects. Visit artcat.com, A-R-C-A-T.com to start building better projects today. If you're a person who works at a firm and you do a lot of commercial work, and you're like, I want to design some residential work, and I want to up my residential Revit game, there's one way to do it. If you are not in a firm and you just don't know Revit at all, the same thing applies. But I think there's some of you out there. It's, it's a little bit different and you can do things a little bit more nuanced and different from your firm. Go to RevitRocketShip.com where yours truly trains you how to model like it gets built, which is a key component of how you can successfully take on more responsibility, thus giving more reward. And I'll go into that in a little bit. Um, but we train other professionals, we train students, we train every one of our staffs through this system. You get our template that we use at RevitRocketShip.com. Okay, the more responsibility part. We have five people that are signed up for our, for our course. You're kidding. Yep. Incredible. Yep, and this is basically going from 
uh, architect to builder and starting off on a residential product uh, project, right? So you'll learn basically the, the steps that we do during architecture to make sure that we secure the best client, make sure that we secure a great return on the residential projects, and then how we organize those projects um, and, and basically a walkthrough of, you know, every two weeks, a snapshot of what to look for, what not to miss. And I mean, like there's things that we'll say in there that will save you a, a $10,000 budget item 100%. that, that you need to either get the client to pay for, or somehow like even split. Or let's eat. say that, let's say Ugh. they want to polish concrete floor. Don't do it. <laughs> well, and, and we'll talk about the ways to do it and, and what not right, to right, do. Right, right. I'm, te- I'm teasing, but yes. But but honestly, like, so it's normally a thousand dollars. It's going to be uh, half price if you email me akg at f9productions.com for this first crew. Um, so get on in that. That's what I got. I love it. I love it. Here's what I've got, Al. Uh, not much to talk about other than I would like to. So we're at, we're at kind of a nice plateau with F9, really. I think. Yep. Um, and F14 which is the construction arm. And that is, we're up to a, a staff of 11 and we're actually, we, we just hired uh, somebody and we're actually gonna hire one more person in the middle of all this nonsense with 2020. And how did we get there, right? Um, so I wanted to, I, I, I would like to just kind of do like a recap ep- episode. That's what I'm gonna call it. So one question I have for you is, over the past 10 years, it took 10 years to get yep. here. What is one thing you would have done differently? It's funny there's one huge thing and and the big thing is the unknown and it's not just for yourself it's for your staff so we just got comments back from the city and they were and i told you about it they were so dumb that it was (laughs) literally they told us black to to gray gray to white kind of kind of like comments about uh you know line weights and stuff yep and it was also like oh put this tag here and then you put it there and then they'd say and then they tell them to move the tag, like literally to move the tag or put this number here. And then the next comment, you know, two months later would be, oh, that's the wrong number when they told you what to put there. And he was like, am I, am I dumb? What's it, what's going on? Is am like, I no, 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 no. This is, this is for sure them. So it would be great. And we can't always do this, but maybe we can do this now. So <clears throat> think about what I just talked about with doing a residential course right? It's, it's, it's residential build course. Yep. It's going to be super, super helpful, especially for our staff. If we're, if we say, Hey, Jason or Bob or whoever, you take over the next one. We, we have this lined up for you and you can even watch like two weeks ahead, like two to three, four steps ahead. And then just like learn while you're doing, man, would it be great? And we couldn't do this because like you, like you said, like I was taking on some of the bigger projects. If there was something like that, for like each kind of type, it would be amazing. Like, I wonder if huge firms have that. And I doubt that, I, I honestly doubt that they do. So let's say they do like a, one firm we know does a lot of hockey stadiums. Like you should tell the guy that's done five of them. Okay, now while you're doing it, record what you do every two weeks, record what happens, record, you know, like keep it to an hour or something like that. And now when- Just some, as a recap. Now when, like on the next hockey one, when you have the next guy that's going to take a charge or, or someone just joining it, just someone just joining it, be like, okay, you're going to, you know, like, here you go. We're doing a hockey stadium. This was me. Like there's so many things that me and you can see because we went through it that other person, people can't see. So what I'm getting at now is like, okay, we can't, I don't know if that answers your question, but let's say there was something unique, um, 
like a restaurant. Let's say you get a brand new restaurant mm -hmm. from scratch. Mm -hmm. Say one of your guys is doing it. And then it's like, okay, we're going to do that. And then we know we can't bill for this. But every two to three weeks or every time you do like half of a phase, you're going to do a recap video and show what you did, why you did it, what's going on. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. But how would, how would you have done that differently when we didn't have anything built? Well, that's why I said this doesn't answer your question. Ah, so how, owl, typical okay. owl, classic okay. owl. What, okay. I think there are some good things. What would you have done differently? Said no more often. Mm. In hindsight, I would have said no more often. I would have said, and I can give you examples, because these examples that we've talked about on the podcast, uh, one that really haunts me, and... It haunts me because I'm like, God, that was that was such a that was such a. Why did I say yes? You know, we needed we needed the work. Well, that's the thing. Is it want versus need? You know, I mean, when you're a business owner, and you're trying to line up, especially if you're doing service, or even product doesn't matter. But you're trying to line up. You're trying to line up and get the demand going and and get the contracts so you can keep people staffed. You can keep you can keep growing, keep being profitable. The one that haunts me the most is when <clears throat> I said yes to the. Oh, we're gonna pay you. We're gonna pay you all the money up front to do our house, all mm. the money to do up, up front to our house, and it just take puts the all the leverage, all the leverage on on back over to back over to them, and it's not a working relationship that's comfortable anymore, right? Yeah, because there's you just for me for, for I I like I like phasing. I like billing as we go according to the phase and having clear stopping points. So that, 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 that's one of them. And then there, there are other clients too, where like, I can't believe it took eight, nine, 10 years right around there to get comfortable saying no. And now I'm really comfortable saying no. Mm -hmm. And it was like to not have my, my autistic streak literally come out when clients want to mark up contracts. This is another one. Like, what am I doing? Wasting my time. Just say, just instantly say no yep. to that. And, and if you haven't heard this one, there's a difference between someone reading through a contract and, and like asking or changing one line or two lines, like barely ever happens. Right. Even then. Boy, I know. I'm no, no, it, 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 it's yellow alert. Yellow alert. It's yellow alert. Like just a whole bunch of marks ups. It's, it's, it's red, red alert. Say no. Red alert. Yeah. Red alert. So that's what that's what mine would be. I wish I would have said no more often because it because well the, the, because like for the the one the house that they gave us all the money it's like we had to give almost all of it back anyway. Who gave us who gives a shit? It was a couple. We made a couple thousand dollars. You know that's nothing in the scheme of you know when you get when you get six to ten people deep into a firm that costs a lot of money to employ people, insure them, make any profit. You lose money in projects. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yep. Is so. I think I would also want to say it's, it, it's hard because I don't have a pure answer for this. I'd want more passive unrisk income. I like how Alex is answering these questions in theory. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. It, well, because because there was some there was some projects that like yeah we maybe shouldn't have taken but I remember the instance and I remember the pressure on the money and it was if we don't have this ten twenty thirty fifty a hundred thousand dollar project like we're getting like there was thin there was thin thin times 
And, you know, like it was never close to the bank account, like zero or even 10 or 20, 30,000. Yeah. But yeah, there was some 30,000, you know, bank account moments. Stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do, so, you th- what do you think our best mistake was? I, I want to say this project. <laughs> 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 this development. <laughs> this development. Because if we do a course on development, the, the I think the nuggets that we'll be able to drop. And well, I want to clarify where I think Alex is coming from. And he can correct me if he's wrong, obviously. But it was so much risk for so little return. Yes. That's why it was a mistake. That's why it was... It was our best mistake because was, like we didn't we didn't lose everything. We we made a little bit. We have a really cool building. Uh, you know, there's something. It, I mean, the confidence it gives. Again, we've said it before. Like the confidence it gives people when we're sitting at the comp, the mezzanine table where we have most of our business meetings, and maybe we are just starting to try to get people to. In a, there are design clients, and then we want to flip them into architecture clients. It's easy. It's so much easier. It's just not just e- no brainer at that point yep. for them. But man, was that a lot. So I don't know. I, I've but t- also you, the physical work, like besides the risk to the reward, like it was a lot of work. You know what I tell my wife? I'm like, what? that was my midlife crisis project. Like I, I had to get, I just had to get it out of my system. And then honestly, I'll, I'll look, here's the, here's the thing, here's another reason why I think that this was our I would agree with you this is this was our best mistake because I was talking to Matt Perry shout out he never listens uh, <laughs> on, on the way down to the farm he's one of our buddies from college <clears throat> yeah and I was he was asking how things were going and I told him about all the contracting work and I told him about the margin and I told him about how it's been it's allowed us to expand if our architecture work gets a little slow we can pull people into the field vice yeah. versa blah 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 and I was like. I just, but be, because this project wasn't as profitable as it as it as it I, we hoped it could be, when I be, but it forced us it forced us to get a Class B contractor's license, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have turned the barn into a project construction project, and then I felt like, and I still do I'm like, well, um, I can't let just this just go to waste. It seems like a waste not to use that contractor's license and leverage it, right, and move ahead. So. Um, and then also, yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with all that, but going back, let me throw another question on you, you know, what you would have done differently and our, in our, I, you, you said you would have said no. And I almost said that too, but I like for the ones I'm thinking about, I just remember the financial positions, mm. but do you think, do you think that that's like going forward because not only are we asking these questions but they're supposed to inform the future so how hard line do you stand on those no's like let's say say coronavirus keeps going money keeps dip dipping you have a contract that the person has you know just a couple they're in the yellow right Mm -hmm. and if you had a bunch of money you'd say no but you don't now and you know that like so do you then say hey this was my you know, recap, this is what I was thinking. Let's say no, but it's not like you look at a bunch of, you look at a bunch of other architecture firms too. Some of them take a whole bunch of bread and butter work and then have a couple stars. Some of them like, I'm thinking about Leapskin. I don't know if they take much bread and butter. You know, they only take, yeah. But I mean, I was laid off from there. There's a risk from there. They didn't, not that they could have been the recession going after, remodels and flips you know or anything like that they're just not set up that way 
I'm going to try to be a hard ass about it. Yep. Even in. Even even during this weird time. Even maybe in a future weird time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know I know the pain that I know what it's I know the pain and the stress that comes out of not saying no, and just dreading people just dreading projects. Me staff. Yep. Not worth it. It's easy. It's also easy to say. I think when you're established. That's why I wanted to stress that this is like a, you know this is ten years coming. This conversation. Like I think about the network we have, so and how we market and everything, and the reach that we have specifically over Colorado. Like I don't know. I get. I've been getting inquiries all the way down south, like south of Denver. And for for reference, that's like that's two and a half hours away. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, what do you think our best decision was? Besides kind of starting the books and the, um, starting out the business right first, I think that was great. Oh, because making the bank accounts? Making the bank accounts, setting it up, taking a salary. Because if, if we didn't do that right away, it could have been two years before we decided to do that. You know what I mean? Like what a nightmare. It, what? What a nightmare that would have been. Yep. So that's my first one. What, what's... Um, our, this is, it's kind of a mistake, but it was a, the best decision. The best decision we had was the first full-time employee we ever hired was older than us. And why that was a good decision was because I don't think it proves for me, it didn't prove that that seniority means much in terms, if you're just looking at age, age is just a number. And it taught us a lesson that like, oh, we can't assume. Anybody knows anything that they put down on paper. You can assume so much. But at the end of the day, if you're still not bringing them in and fundamentally training them in the way it it made, it it established like, oh, we got to train everybody. Oh, then we have to set up the training system. Oh, we have like, there has to be standards. Oh, okay. Good. Yep. Good. Because... Yeah, that, that 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 for me that was our best decision. Yeah, I would I would couple that and say also going to see you, and asking how we could help, and then they saying do you want to teach, and then we said yes. And why is that? Because then it really forced us to. It was probably around the same time when, it was like oh I physically can't be at work, so I need. It made me more comfortable with handing things off, and then also with just oh yeah we need someone in the office, because we just can't be there. Yep. You know. So I, I feel like you could, I don't know how you would do this. Um, it's if you had an office, but if you're just starting off, you don't have an office, but we kind of did after, ah, it took us a while. Um, but what if you forced yourself like every Tuesday and Thursday from 8 a.m. to noon that you can only, only work on your business, but like you're stacked to the gills with other billable stuff. So you hire your first part-time person to at least work those, those days. Like, I almost think it would be a great forcing function. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's what, that's what it really is. It just, it just forced us. Like you can't take phone calls, even though like we do sometimes now. Dude, it's nerve wracking. Even still hire, not as bad as it was, but it's, you still worry about like when you bring somebody on, do you have enough work? And this was a conversation that was had in the Entree Architect community the other day. And I, I said, I think I said it on the podcast, maybe not either way was like, oh, you got to have, you got to have three to four projects ready to go lined up when somebody gets here, then they're on top of them, get them in the mix. Once they're in the mix, things seem to flow well. Of course, the economy is, you, your ability to get work has to be pretty steady. 
You know, I, I get worried about these people that we're just doing one house a quarter. Man, that's scary. I don't know. For me, anyway. Maybe their fees are bigger. Yeah. Who knows? What do you think our best friend, uh, what do you think his best, you know, best and worst uh, decision is? I think he'll tell us. All right. Here we go. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. My goal, if I was going to do art, fine art, would have been to become Picasso or greater. That always sounds so funny to people, comparing yourself to someone in the past that has done so much. And in your life, you're not even allowed to think that you can do as much. That's a mentality that suppresses humanity. Kanye West. Toodles. I knew he would have been an artist. Kanye? That was his best decision. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, be an artist. Nick, Nick, be Picasso <laughs> plus Kanye all rolled up in one. You know Kanye dropped out? I did. That's sad. Did you see what else? No. Um, uh, Elon Musk's brother, Kimball Musk, said, are you sad that Kanye dropped out or that Tom Cruise got into the race? Have you seen this? Is this real? Because I saw the commercial. Is it funny? It's not real. Oh, okay. It's, but, but so it's, it's... Or like a tweet or whatever. No, no. So his, it's either his body double or, or just like a guy that like parodies him because he looks so much like Tom Cruise. So um, we're going we're gonna to pause this and Lance is going to watch it. And then you guys do the, do the same thing. So it was Tom Cruise 2020. That's the video you have to look up and watch. And um, it, if he did run, they're like, this was the best ad that they could have ever made. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> this, I mean, he'd get a lot of votes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's bring the guys down. Airy Jeopardy. Oh, it's my questions first. All right, here we go. Uh, number one, the type of retaining wall that uses perpendicular bu buttresses, usually combined with a cantilever wall, is A, buttress wall, B, cantilevered buttress wall, C, counterfort wall, D, classical retaining wall. Anybody need a repeat? Just the, Just the question. What is this type? What is the type of retaining wall that uses perpendicular buttresses, usually combined with a cantilever wall? A, buttress wall, B, cantilevered buttress wall, C, counterfort wall, D, classical retaining wall. Let's start over here. C, B, B, and B. Mark is right. C. Counterfort wall was the answer. Counterfort wall, counterfort wall. Number two, what are the three forms of intrusion detection? So there, you have to pick three of them, okay? Ooh, okay. A, perimeter protection, B, area or room protection, C, surface protection, D, object protection. What are the three forms of intrusion detection? A, perimeter... You just mark the one that's not it. <laughs> you could, but that would make it easy. Uh, a, you gotta be, it's got to be airy. It's got to be the craziest stuff ever. End card writing this stuff. A, perimeter protection. B, area or room protection. C, surface protection. D, object protection. Mark has A, B, D. Uh, we have A, B, D. ABC, ABC, ABD. So, so, yep. If you had C, you were wrong. Surface protection was wrong. So it was perimeter, 
uh, area room or object. Al Gore. Okay. Windows closer than 24 inches to the door blank have to be tempered. To the door hinge, the door swing, the doorway, or the door handle. I like the way part. D. So A is door hinge, B is door swing, C is doorway, D is door handle. What do we got? B, A, B, every, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. A and then C. The answer is C, doorway. Doorway. So that's why the windows over there didn't have to be tempered because it's just the opening of the door. And not the swing. Not the swing, yeah. not the door, not any of that, okay? That's very good to know. How are premier, preliminary costs of a project estimated? A, cost per construction type. B, cost per square foot. D, C, cost per division. Or D, cost based on historical precedence. Mm-hmm. A, cost per construction type. B, cost per square foot. C, cost per division. D, cost per historical precedence. Three. Times up. <laughs> B, C, A, B. The correct answer is B, cost per square foot. Who won? Three, two, one. <laughs> Goose egg. Goose egg. All right, Mark Pedler, when where where are we going? Where is everyone that's listening going to lunch or supper? <laughs> Runza, great <laughs> idea. Runza, Mark Pedler said Runza. <laughs> Terrible so, idea. If if you do not like Runza and you rather learn Revit, go to revitrocketship.com. The only way out of going to Runza go to revitrocketship.com. Learn your Revit right. And there. the only thing that deserves a five star review is uh, the podcast inside the firm podcast that you just listened to. So go to iTunes, leave a five star review. See you next week. Yeah.